Welcome back to the Boys 161st Street, episode 130. Today is June 3rd, 2021. The Rays beat us in the last game, but we did take two. And we did say before this series, what would you be happy with? And I said I would be happy if we did win two against the Rays. No, it was three between the Between the two series. That was what I'd be happy with, considering once we got swept, that was what I'd be happy with. So we're ahead of schedule in that regard. So as long as we don't get... Swept, <laughs> then then I'm happy. But now I'm in a different happiness. Now I want to at least take two against the Red Sox because we made some. We have some momentum going. I don't want to be all sad because usually every episode we record, the last game we were we lose, and we're always can I say one thing? Not at our no, at our peak happiness cannot, going into the next episode, and that happened again. But can, can I say we one have thing? we've made we've got some momentum. No, I mean it's it's pretty easy to get momentum from where we're at. Like in the Tigers series, so that's it. Today, <laughs> you are joined, I am joined, by Chandler and Damon. My name is Luke. Thank you for joining us to talk about the Yankees. Now you could say something. Okay. It was back, uh, you know, on that. No time like now. I don't want to bring it up. I don't want to be a pessimist the whole time. But is there any team in baseball that capitalizes worse on a momentum swinging game like the fucking Yankees? Every time we have a chance to sweep, you know, the last game. I don't think we've won a last game in the series the whole year. I know that's not true. Don't no, I think I think it could it. potentially be true. That's what I was it's trying to get true. at. I know it's not true because we have one sweep. I know that. But I'm just saying. It feels like every last game we fucking lose. This was a huge game with Cole on the mound. You win that game, that is a huge confidence boost. But also, this whatever. is like... We'll get into that later. But, like, fuck, man. Win a momentum shifter. Let's 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 go on a streak. Also, why do we just win? It feels like to me we can't take care of business against the teams that are actually not good. And then we, when a team comes into town, like, yes, we split against the Rays, and that's not obviously winning the series, but we still did really well against them. And maybe not so much in the last game, but we looked good overall when you look at the four games set. Not a lot of teams, especially considering they were 15 and one coming into that game, I think it was. And to go back to my point, why do we take care of business? against teams like the Rays, who were the hottest team in baseball coming in. And then also the other team that we beat or swept, honestly, was the White Sox when they were the hottest team coming in. So we seem to be able to, at least in these two instances, be the stopper on a hot streak for them. But then there's no way we carry this momentum. Or or a team like the Tigers can sweep us right before taking two out of out of four against the Rays, which we shouldn't have done, to be honest. That shouldn't have been the way that that ended up happening, considering the way we've been playing. So when you look at it from that angle, that was a huge win on, on our behalf, considering they were the hottest ever and we were the least hot in the world. So when you look at that, that's unbelievable. I mean the White Sox going to the other series when they were they had the best record in baseball, but coming into that series they were ten and three in their last thirteen games. It's just crazy. It's crazy to me that we're this inconsistent of a baseball team. So I'm happy look, with the result in this series, but inconsistency is the is the fucking is the it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. There's just a th- and it uh, it's not even inconsistency because we're still playing the same brand of baseball, right? It's not like where you've changed anything drastic. The hitting's still struggling, and even the game we scored five or six runs in, the hitting was still 
bad. Like we scored two on pass balls and then two home runs. Like it's more of the same, whatever. Getting two there, I saw somebody tweet at us that was like, oh, how the mighty have fallen. The mighty have been fallen, dude. We haven't won a fucking thing in 12 years. Like, chill out. Like, I I feel like coming in and splitting against the Rays this weekend, clearly we have shit to figure out. Like, this team is not a World Series contender as it stands right now. We all know that. But if you sit here and you stay afloat in the division until we figure it out, whether it be a trade, whether it be a change in the philosophy completely, whether it be a coaching change in the hitting coach, whatever it is, if you can stay afloat until we hit that change, I'm fine with that. I, as long as we don't lose more and more ground, whatever, whatever. Get through these stretches in the East where you're still hanging near the top and then strike on the bad teams. We need to beat up on the bad teams, hang around in the East teams, and that's fine. This would have been that's huge fine. to take this series too, especially because of the in-division stuff, but I'm it happy with been, what we did get. Too much. I'm happy with what we got. I'm very, I'm ecstatic about what we got because we can still take five out of the seven, which would be ridiculous if we did that, if we do end up sweeping the Red Sox, who are struggling too right now. They could potentially be, in, they might get swept. I don't know if the game is already happening by the time we're recording no, this, they but won. they they did win. They almost got four games swept by the Astros coming in. So they're kind of limping in. Obviously, we know that that doesn't really matter in our case because momentum doesn't exist. But Chandler, are you saying that that you would like you're saying we want to stay afloat until there is a point where we are able to like where a trade still matters or like where a science so, still matters? Right like, now, like I think it's like we don't want to get too far down where like it's like exactly. worth a trade anymore. So here's I guess here's what I'm saying is that. And it's kind of been more of the same for since 2017, really. 2017, we had that miracle run with the team that wasn't worth it. And then it's kind of just been underperforming, underperforming, underperforming. This is the team we have. Something needs to change. And we all, we can all agree on that, <clears throat> regardless of how the next three games go or whatever. Something in this organization needs to change, whether it be internal personnel or what we're putting on the field. If we can stay afloat until we find whatever that balance is, whether it's calling up Florial, trading for a center fielder, replacing the hitting coach, changing the whole philosophy of what we're doing at the plate. Cause I mean, I think it's inevitable at this point that something has to change, right? Yeah. Like you, you're not going to come out here and keep putting this product on the field. For, I mean, you can, but you're going to get the same result. I, you can't expect something different. We're fielding the same team year after year. So I think it's inevitable that we're going to, you know, change something. I think if you can stay afloat in the division until you make that change, that's fine. That's all you can ask for as a fan, unless you just want to keep rolling the same team out here and be a wild card team. I don't understand the people that are saying, oh, Marcus Thames needs to get fired. Is it Thames or Thames? Thames? Is it Thames? Thames. 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 I don't give a shit what his name is. He doesn't matter In the at the end of the day is what I'm trying to get at. The people that are saying, oh, Fire Marcus Timms. Fire him right now. He's the reason why the offense isn't working. He's not the reason. I hate to be the guy, the bearer of bad news. Coaches only matter so much. I know it matters, but not. it's not life-changing to the point where this is going to turn around because the coach, the, the, the hitting coach changes. The offense, I mean, their issues run deeper than just a hitting coach. They aren't doing anything. There's no person who is doing anything and carrying any momentum like we were talking about this entire time. And the two people that are actually doing well all of a sudden, which we are going to get into at Hot or Not, are actually, let's just get into Hot or Not because I don't want to 
for show my hand to you guys. Who wants to do the hots? Who wants to do the knots today? Damon, you pick. You know what, Chandler? I appreciate that. I'll, I'll do the knots. I feel like the hots are the fun ones, so that's a nice gesture. Yeah, I know. By you, that's a, that's a huge gesture. Hot or I not mean, is in the, proje- in the show right now. I just want to say thank you. Come, yeah, come over here, Chandler. Hot or not is presented by Action Network. Download the Action Network app. Follow our action. We're not good betters, but we have fun. We have fun. <laughs> Jinx, you owe Jinx. me nothing. Hot or not. All right. First on the docket for the hot list is somebody that we've been. Honestly, he, he was shunned. He was shunned. And I have a question for you after that. But Clint Frazier, four RBIs, four walks in the last two games, walk off home run, diving catch. 14% walk rate, which is sixth in the MLB this entire year. Buying or selling? Tentative buy. Okay. <laughs> Miguel Andujar, last 16 buy. games, 309. Batting average, three home runs in the last series. Buy to the moon. Miguel Andujar is the dogecoin right. of MLB. We'll get there. Jordan Montgomery, last three starts, 18 innings pitched and four earned runs given up. Bye. A lot of buying. You just buy everything. This, I don't think we can. No, let... I don't. I actually usually sell most. Check the tape. But like he he buys and then his sells are the tentative buys, which aren't really not true. Selling. Allow me, allow me to explain. What was so you my, tentatively what was... bought Clint? Tell me why I you ten... tentatively okay, so bought. So I tentatively Clint. bought Clint because you you didn't really give. I mean, yeah, I buy that he can walk, and I buy that he can drive in runs. It's not like whether I'm buying or not, he's going to be a superstar. You didn't ask me that. You, you, Am I buying his performance right now? Yeah, I mean, that's what we expected the whole year. That's what we came into the season expecting was him to be this guy that's at least league average, which is what he's performing at and maybe slightly above, which he was the number four prospect in baseball. Yeah, I'm tentatively buying him producing at what he's supposed to do. Okay, so the buy, so the buy in this instance, the reason why he makes it onto hot or not here, one, because he's hot, and two, because he was previously shunned by Damon on the podcast. So well, this, I, is, I, this is a good way of bringing it up. Is he unshunned, Damon? Well, this no, because I made it very clear. I said once he hits 220, I'll start talking more about it. What's he it. doing now? It's like 181 still. Okay, so he's got a long ways to go, but it and it was a short stretch of good games, and he does have to build on that, but... Hot, nonetheless. I, I'm still, I'm still, you know, I'm, you know me. I'm still the biggest supporter out there. I just, I want, I want him to do better, and I think he, he, he knows. You expect he can do more. I expect more. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. So you expected this, I, and you expected expect to continue. To yeah, I, ex- right I very now. well expected him to be better and improve, but I think that it's just such a short glimpse that I still need to give it some time before I can fully get behind it. You need to heal. I need to heal. And That's one it. thing too. That You've been hurt bad. You've I've been, been hurt. Deep. How long does it take to go for a breakup? You need uh, that much time. You, Never had a breakup. Me seven, neither. I can't relate. I had one girlfriend. Ages of grief. I think it takes like a year. I, know, I had a girlfriend months? in like fifth grade. I had one girlfriend my entire life and I'm still dating her. Was that a cute story for, for, <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the fans? <laughs> That's my life, Sick. everybody. Sick, dude. So I have two, so I can't even talk. Yeah. Look at him getting red and shit. I'm just sweating because this apartment is fucking hot. I know, just conveniently it's hot now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, one other thing, too, that maybe allowed Clint to get hot. I mean, how about playing him after having a hot night? That helps. How about not giving him the the pine? How about him and Anduhar also? Another guy who got on the hot list partially due to being played. I mean, another guy who isn't getting played, 
might make his debut on a different segment in about two minutes, but Giancarlo Stanton gets the off days, and we are going to talk about the rest and nonsense like that. We've talked about it before at length, but it is, it's causing the hot and knots thing, and maybe that's the issue. Maybe the, the, all of the Yankees' offensive struggles stem from the playing time, stem from Cute. the decisions to give people rest and not give them rest and give them scheduled off days, which is my least favorite word or grouping of words in the world. Maybe people, the entire offense as a whole, can get it going if we don't get scheduled off days because I would like to see the numbers to see the portion of games that our starters have played against other stars in, in the MLB, like who not based on injuries, because I think the only thing that, you know, Acuna and Soto, they both been hurt. And that's only, that's the only reason why those percentage of play may even be remotely close because but even when they're hurt, they're still out there. Like Acuna will get, Acuna will get hurt and he'll miss a game. My point is, the only thing keeping them out of the lineup is getting hurt, not coaches' decisions. We have to deal with getting hurt and coaches' decisions. So our guys are playing about 60% of the games. I'm just ballparking, but that's my point on this. The reason, the only reason why guys like Bellinger and Tatis and all these guys are getting sat is because of injuries, because of their own personal injuries, not because of the coaches keeping them out. And maybe that's why they're all getting hot. That's what I'm saying. Maybe that's a way we can get the offense to get going finally. And this has been a problem for the last couple of years. A couple of years, we've always been doing this fucking nonsense. Not as much as we are this year with the load management. And I do think, now that I've talked myself into it, that is a primary reason as to why the Yankees can't get hot and why everybody can't make this hot list. And some of them make the not list. So Fuck. here's the thing, real quick. You agree? Yeah. I do. I think we just dissected the Yankees. Put on my my surgical mask that I actually don't even need to edit into the podcast. I got one over there. I can put on. I'm a doctor. I just prescribed the fix for the Yankees, and that's that. So you criticized me for calling everybody hot. This is something I kind of wanted to address real quick. You are hot. I uh, no. I I I'm pretty I'm pretty pessimistic usually because no, like you know hot. I know that, but I'm just saying for the talking purposes. Okay. You know. They're listening out over a podcast app. They can't see, you know, the magic that's happening through the camera. <laughs> they can if they check us out on YouTube, Bronx Finch Up YouTube ad. But, so you talk to Clint, or you talk to me about Clint. He's supposed to be good. Yeah, I'm, bu- I'm buying him being league average. But Chandler, yeah. everyone, everyone think he's supposed to be good. Time, time out. Let me, just let me finish. Andahar, you, that's a cheap shot because, you know, Andahar was my second favorite Yankee behind Didi, and that's held true for years now. I will support Andahar if he's hitting zero. I love that guy. Zero. Yeah, I'll still support him. He's hitting the ball hard, you know, whatever. He's playing well. He's playing amazing. And I I told you this, I think it was two or three episodes ago, I said, hey, look out for Andahar. Come playoff time. He's going to be starting in left field. I don't, I think as that's progressed, that's actually timed up. Like that's progressing well. I think that that's a really realistic scenario barring some crazy and assuming we don't trade for a starling Marte or something like that. I feel like that's a very realistic scenario. He's playing out of his fucking mind right now. He's playing the level that he did when he won rookie of the year. I know he didn't actually win, but he won in my eyes because that was bullshit. Yeah. Um, and then what was the last one? Montgomery. That mm-hmm. one, that one we can actually talk about whenever you're ready, but Before, I just, you know, I would like to dissect a little bit of what you said on the Anduhar thing. Cause I have a question for you guys. Lay it on me. My question is, how do we fit him in the lineup every day? Because he is currently one of the only bats that is hitting well. And that you said 
left field. We're going to see him in the playoffs. I guess that's a loaded question. One, since he is one of the hottest bats, where are we going to fit him to play every day? I do think it'll be left field. I mean, that's the only place you can put Two, him. Two, are we confident in him in left field? Three, if he's not left field, I guess I'm answering the question. I'll let you guys answer it after that. I think the only spot for him is left field because I, I actually, I think it's going to be a mix. I think it'll he be looks a, good. I think it'll be a mix of left field and DH when Stanton gets these scheduled off days. So maybe he does a little bit of both and he's the DH guy that we throw in there because I don't, maybe he gets a couple starts here and there at third base. I don't see that happening very often. And even if we did a shuffle of geo to shortstop and then Glaber to second and then somebody to first, I don't foresee him getting the nod at third. I don't think that makes us better. I think it makes us worse at third base no, and slightly better. better at shortstop. So it I think that, us, that shuffle below average everywhere. Exactly. Everybody's out of position. We talked about that a little bit before too. And Jeno Joel Sherman was talking about that a little bit too, but my question is, do you actually see Andujar as being the solution in left field, or do you see him as a solution until we make a move and not start him in the playoffs? Well, I feel like that. I mean, I've I've watched pretty much all the games so far, and I haven't seen anything crazy like staring me in the face that says he can't play left field right now. I mean, again, he's not he's not going to be a gold glover. He's not going to be making these crazy catches, but he can play the position. And I don't think there's anything that has suggested that he can't he can't go out there and I'm like, yeah, like he can play. I'm not like super super confident like we we were talking about it when there was runners on second and third or whatever and they had the ratings of everybody's arm in the outfield. It was like um, Gardner, light, Gardner, light. and Duhar and Frazier, and like if I have Gardner and I have and Duhar in the outfield when there's a high leverage situation play, and there's gonna be a play at the plate, I that that's when it's like fuck that scares me because I need an arm in the outfield, especially in playoff time when there's gonna be some bang bang plays. He's not a guy I want the ball hit to in the outfield when he needs to throw it home and make a good play and a good throw. Gardner, like that, Gardner or and Duhar. I'm talking about and Duhar, but. Both of them, yeah. like they're like that. That's the only reason why I'm not so sold on the, um, you know, on the him being in left field. But that is a very unique situation. So I think there are some things where if Boone is smart and if it's the end of the game, he can make that switch there. But I think that it it just, I guess the reason is like it it puts a lot more pressure on his bat because he's in the lineup because he's in the lineup for his bat. And if he starts hitting just a little bit worse, then that automatically just kind of downplays his overall caliber as a player. So he needs to kind of continue hitting the way he is right now and maybe maybe even be a little bit better for us to say, okay, he needs to be in our playoff How roster. How can he be better? He's hitting, he can definitely he, be better. He's not playing be unbelievable. He He's be hitting better. in the mid-300s, hitting home runs. Over just, just like you games. said, just like you said, you know he can be better. That, that That's not downplaying how he's playing right now. I'm just, I'm uplifting, playing, I'm uplifting what I think, he, what I know he can do because he's one of the rookie of the year. He should have. So here's the thing, and this is what needs to happen going forward. Until there's another solution, Brett Gardner doesn't need to see playing time. I don't care what he did today. I know he had a great game. Dude's ancient. He should not he's be been, out there. He's struggling, and we can all agree on that. Whether I, I love Brett Gardner. He embodies the Yankee. He's been an amazing Yankee for fucking, it seems like, 30 years. But what needs to happen is Judge looked fine in center field. Judge needs to be manning center field right now. We don't have a center fielder. 
If you're not going to call it Florio, we don't have a center fielder. Let Judge play center. You let Andahar play left. You play let Clint play right. Clint's got a decent arm. Judge has a decent arm. Then your only arm is lacking in left field. The bat, you have presumably three good bats all the way around. Clint obviously hasn't been producing so far, but he's kind of caught a little bit of a hot streak. So you let his bat play in left field. If you have a below average arm, he's looked good in left field. Like it or hate it, I mean, he's looked he's looked good. Not like average. I mean, he is average, but you know what I mean. He's not struggling. He's not, you know, fumbling his way around balls. He looks fine, and they that's something they praise about him. Michael Kay and whoever he's with every game, they're like, you know what? He looks natural out there, and that's all you can ask for. I'm he not asking good for enough. gold glove yeah. defense. He looks, he looks natural. That's fine. Give me a natural left field with a below average arm, whatever. That's 90% of the league. Then you get center field with Judge, whatever. He's fine. He's good out there. Barring an injury, cool. And then Frazier and Wright. That should be your outfield going forward. Barring a trade or a call-up, that should be your outfield. Brett Garner should be on the bench. And Andahar with the way he's hitting. And this has been his thing his whole career, though. That's what I'm saying. This shouldn't surprise anybody. Like, when he got called up his rookie year, it was with the Brandon Drury injury. You know, everybody, they, we traded for him. It was supposed to be, you know, Andahar was a highly touted prospect. And there were, it was always like, will his glove play? Will his glove play? Whatever. Drury got hurt. Andahar came up. He was like one first, first 18. Everybody's like, oh, fuck. Well, he can't play defense or hit. And then he started catching, you know, he started catching the fire. It's kind of the same thing right now. It's been the same thing every time he's been up. It happened last year, too, when he kind of got the end-of-year call. He sucked ass, sucked ass, sucked ass, and he started catching fire for about two weeks, and he got sent down because Gio came back after his elbow thing. So he didn't really have the chance to capitalize on his hot streak. This year, there's nobody blocking him because Hicks is, you know, at the glue factory. But, you know, that's what I'm saying is he has unlimited opportunity this year. If he gets a whole year out there, there's no reason to think he's not a 290-300 hitter with 20, yeah. 20 home runs. And if that's what he's producing at the plate, that's, a, you know, it all boils down to that. If he's producing to that at the plate, and he's out in the outfield playing adequate defense. I'm not asking for a gold glove. You come out there and you play adequate. He's your everyday left fielder. There's no question about it. There's no if, ands, or buts. If he's adequately, if he's adequate in the outfield and he's producing the way he is at the plate, he's your left fielder. Yeah, I I think that I agree. I agree with everything you just said. I think that my main point behind what I was saying before is that if Gardner is in center field and, and like that's their solidified. Like, it, forget what happens in the future. Like, let's just say Boone's like, Gardner, you're playing center field, and it's playoff time. That's when it becomes an issue for me because then we have two guys who are not great throwing outfielders and playing outfielders in the playoffs. So I have, question, I have a question. I have a question. Nostalgia factor aside, Brett Gardner should not be playing. I have a question. But, it has to do with that. So I think Andujar's role on this team going forward is entirely dependent on the center field situation. And my question to you guys about the center field situation is, you know, would you rather have Florial? Because I'm I'm assuming it's an in-house decision we're making. If we make a deal for a center fielder, which we obviously, like the reason we're having this conversation, it's pretty obvious we need to get a center fielder. We're missing a true defender center fielder, <clears throat> Starlin Marte. We're missing that guy who can be that, that, that all-around player for you that puts kind of lets everybody else fall into place, you know? We're missing that guy, but for the time being in-house, would you rather have Florial, Gardner, and honestly, honestly, we talked about Judge in center field. I don't want Judge in center field, and I honestly 
found it interesting that they even let Judge play center field, not because of his ability, and I tweeted this too, it's not because of his ability, I know he can do it, I know he's a great defender, and I know he's got speed, he's got an arm, he could do everything that could be a center fielder. That's not the part that I question. The reason why I was shocked was that he became the center fielder after they treat him like a baby and everything else he does. So that'd be like, you know, what if they threw one day at this may not be exactly the same, but if they throw fucking Stanton in center field, would you be shocked? Yeah, because of the way they've treated him. And honestly, it it baffles me that they do that. And then they'll probably give him an off day again. Like it's just the, the way they're treating these players is the reason why I was shocked about that center field thing. And it's the reason I'd be shocked if they did him as a center fielder going forward. And I don't see that being what they do. I think judge will be in right field and that's his thing. Judges chambers. So my question again to you guys is Florial or Gardner or, or Clint in center field, because I think Clint makes more sense. And that's what Michael K was saying too. He's like, why not put Clint out there because of what I just said about, you know, how he's been treated as a baby with bubble wrap before. I think I, my choice would be to give Florial the call up because why the fuck not? He hasn't necessarily done great in the minors. I know that, but he comes up, he hits a double. He's a plus defender with a lot of speed. He's a lefty bat too, and he's better than what we got now. I think the long-term solution would be to get another guy to come in here because I don't think the solution to win a World Series or make the playoffs or all these things and string wins together, I don't think that solution is here. But for the time being, I say why the fuck not bring up Florial because Gardner has had the third worst way to run created plus on the team at 50, and he's amongst People that you don't want to be talked about in the same sentence in terms of offense, short sample size or not, him, Ryan Lamar, and Jay Bruce are the only three next to him in terms of the in the worst on our team in way to run scary plus. And he's got a lot of at-bats. That's not a short sample size on his part. Yeah. I, Why uh, not judge? Why not judge? That's a, I don't, that's, I don't mind judge. I well, said, well, I don't think me, that we would do that. I don't either. But like if in my perfect world, I don't want Flory up right now. I think Flory is going to be a good player down the road. I don't think he's fully matured yet, in all honesty. And I would love to have him up there. I think he's electric. But it's taken him a while to get his feet under him in the minors. This year's the first year since probably his first year in the minors since he's really broke out. I want him to sustain it down there because I feel like he's kind of hit that tipping point where if you call him up too early, you'll spoil it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a fine line where you can call him up early and they can struggle and then, you know, you can send them back down and get their feet in them. It kind of happened with Byron Buxton. You know, they called him up too early. He sucked ass. They sent him back down, brought him back up. They kind of played that right, and they almost missed their window with him. And I, Esteban Flores is not nearly the player that Byron Buxton is. I know that. But it's kind of the same situation. If you call him up too early and you stunt what he's doing down there, then you've wasted what's one of your best prospects. I think it's too early for him. In all honesty, like I think in a dire situation, he could do it okay, but I don't want to see him there. Clint, I don't think he gets great reads out there. And center field, it's crucial to get a good read in the outfield. That's why if it's up to me, and I know this wasn't one of your options, I'm picking Judge as my everyday center fielder until further notice. Him, Frazier, and Dahar. See, that's a potential option, but I really don't think... In our minds, that's a potential option. I didn't put it in that question because I don't see the Yankees doing it. I see them doing it as a one-day plug-and-play. I don't see them doing it as a... Well, I think think it's interesting because I don't know... Well, I guess I'm I'm interested to see how this series goes because I think that they... I think that today was tricky for him to play center field because of Stan. 
because I think if Stan was healthy and he was playing and wasn't going through this ridiculous rehab um, process that we'll get into a little bit later, like if he wasn't going through that process right now, he'd be DHing. I, I truly think that Judge would be in center field again today if it wasn't for Stanton, um, if it wasn't for Stanton being unavailable tonight. So I I think that's gonna be interesting to see at this next series if Stan gets a few games in and Judge is still playing the field where they're gonna put him because I think if he starts to play more center field and gets more comfortable with it and and Duhar still hitting and Clint seems to get it going then you know Judge is gonna play regardless if he's doing poorly or not so I'm not saying he's doing poorly but I'm saying it's mostly dependent on you having Duhar and Frazier who are still gonna be able to hit and if they're getting hot. They got to play somewhere, and then I do think if the three of them are out there, that's the that is the outfield that I would put out there. It's it's Judge and Center. Um, you also got to think about Florio. Like he was in he was in Double A this year, and he got just just got a call up to Triple A, and then he made an appearance in in the, in the majors for a game. But um, I don't think Florio's ready either. But I he's do. He's only twenty three, dude. I don't care. I I know. I don't think he's ready. But I I honestly. I don't know. I, I think he's better than we got now, and he's had he's had he hasn't been great in the minors either. I looked up his numbers in the minors in like two twenty. He's played twelve games in AAA this year. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, so he's not so ready. The thing with him is he he had the injury history forever. Are you really? I know you said you feel more confident of him now though. Are you willing to compromise his future value for like a half year of him being adequate? No, I, that's why I think the true answer here is to sign Starlet Marte, and I think it's fairly obvious. Maybe even just any outfielder, one outfielder, whether it be any of the ones we named before, Starlet Marte, Cattell Marte can even play the outfield, Andrew Benatendi, any of these guys can alleviate all of these problems because we don't have a true center fielder on this team. We wanted it to be Hicks. He obviously sucks and is injured. We wanted it to be Gardner. Gardner is a good, he, he can man center field, and I think he will be the true answer. And Fangraphs agrees with that. I look at their, their, they have a projection as to who would be playing the most percentage of games going forward for the rest of the year at each position. I looked at center field. They have Gardner penciled in at 57%. They have Florial at 19%, Ryan Lamar at 12%, Clint at 8%, and Greg Allen at 4%. I hope to God we don't see Greg Allen in there even at 4% or Ryan Lamar even at 12%, but I know that'll happen. They have Gardner with the lion's share of playing time in center field, and I'm not sure we can afford that considering how miserable of a player he's been offensively. I know he had the home run today, and you know hopefully that gets it going for him, but I'm going to need to see more than one game's worth of playing good Especially baseball considering him. how bad he's been coming this into that he season. was one for his last 22 i know it's like 10 k's yeah. so and he's gonna know. make it onto the knots and we should honestly let's start the knots right now oh, yeah we've been doing this for like 45 minutes that's fine we want that to talk about that anyway. banter it was great that was banter, some friendly David. banter so great. let's get into the knots if the music... oh wait we never did jordan montgomery it's good right. he's fine i'm cool with him he never gets so the knots deserves. he's cool He's playing well for the past three games. So who hasn't played well is Brett Gardner was one for his last 22 before today he goes two for three with the home run. You know, he hit the ball hard the third time too, and I just don't think that's enough for me right now to not put him on the knot list. I put this on the knots, you know, before today's game, and I was hoping that he would 
not hoping that he would do bad, but I don't think this does enough to take him off the not list. And he had a 50 weighted runs created plus for the rest of the season, third worst in the team, negative 7.6 offensive or 186 batting average, and a noodle arm. <laughs> Uh, I am I am agreeing that he should be on the knots. I am. Do not. you think today was enough to? No, I do not. No. DJ last eleven games, twenty seven weighted runs created plus one eighty eight batting average, twenty percent K percentage, only one RBI. I'm not worried at all. Giancarlo Stanton. Afterwards, Giancarlo Stanton won for his last eighteen since coming back off the IL. Obviously didn't change today, considering he got the day off. Nine strikeouts out of the 18 at-bats, 53% K percentage, negative 48 WRC+. It's a tough one. Um, I am going to... I am worried. I, I'm on, I, I want to know how these are calculated, because negative 48 WRC+, is tough. <laughs> Ryan Lamar had the negative 52 on the year, which is obviously over, over like three games, but negative 48. Like, I'm going to look into how that's calculated because yeah, that's interesting. Um, Regardless, tough. Yeah. Um, that probably come the K percentage probably outweighs things and says, ah, yeah. I'm sure. So, Gardner, like, I will we'll get back we'll to talk about that. that a lot, Gardner. So, I don't need to be a dead horse. Um, DJ, I'm not really worried about just because I think he's beginning some bad luck. Especially the last couple of games I've been watching, he's been hitting the ball like missiles, just right at guys. So I, obviously he's not playing to the standard that we thought he was going to be playing at, and you know that's actually true. The metrics back that I saw, like his uh, hard hit percentage, is Babbitt. Yeah, it was like his like X woba or whatever expected. Yeah. yeah, okay. So like he's been it, hitting the that ball was hard, like well above average. He's supposed to be according to this stat, which you know, reading to the metrics all you want, but you are you're right on that. He's he's been hitting into bad luck, like actually metrically speaking. That, yeah. That so that that's a big reason why I, I think that you know that's a, that's just tough for confidence and like mentality. It's like fuck, I'm hitting the ball rare these guys all the time, and that 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 feels as bad as just striking out most sometimes. Um, so I'm not too worried about that, but again, I think that it sucks because DJ has always been like that rock that we can always count on, even when the rest of the team is streaky and when our rock is also being streaky and not playing as well, that that's really just like, that's the dagger right there. That's just like, you're on your last leg and it's just like, you're in mortal combat and just like finish him. I will say, um, you don't seem to be very worried at all about DJ, and I, I I agree. I did just look up the numbers to fact check you, Chandler, because I don't usually agree with things you say. I need to make sure they're correct. And his expected batting average is two ninety six this year. He is getting a little unlucky in terms of what he's the cards yeah. he's been dealt in the fielding because his batting average this year is two fifty five. Chin me. Buddy. So it's about fifty point. It should be about fifty point sire. I don't directly think those are one hundred percent aligned. But the one the one thing I will say that is a little bit more worrisome is that he's striking out a ton, dude. He yeah. has he's had a higher strikeout percentage than he's ever had in his career. He's seventy eighth percentile in K percentage. He's eighty eighth percentile in chase rate. Eighty fifth in whiff rate. Eighth in barrels, which I don't think he's ever really been that high on. His hard hit, his max exit velocity, hard hit percentage are relatively high. Expected batting average is actually in the eightieth percentile. So, you know. I am. I'm, I'm worried about. I'm worried about the strikeouts because he's Hot never. Take? He has been one. He has been one person that always does chase, which is something interesting that we found out last year about him. 
he chases a lot in the, you know, we looked at the analytics and the numbers on the, um, it was the Z swing and the O swing. Z swing is the amount, the percentage of time he swings at strikes and O swing is the percentage of times he swings at balls outside the zone. And his O swing was very, very high in like the 99th percentile, but he just made contact so much. He's not making the same contact as he was in prior years. I expect that to come up. And you could see it out of him. He's not happy with himself, too. And he's one of the guys who you know is going to keep working at it. He got visibly angry today we were talking about. I don't know if we mentioned that on the podcast today yet, but we mentioned it before. And he's he's not somebody who just shows emotion. He's, he's really showing it. And I think, you know, the numbers tell that story. And I think also I expect him to come back to, to DJ life. And there's a lot of time, a lot of baseball left to make that happen. But, you know. He's probably also, hitting baseballs right now, just working at that because he's so pissed off. Right. A few, a few thoughts on DJ. One, I think he'll bounce back. I don't know that he's going to win another batting title, but I mean, I think, I think he'll be just fine. Um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, he is. Yeah, he's he's DJ Lemayhew. His lowest year, he hit like two eighty. So I don't know if that's true, but I know it's somewhere around there. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but he's a good hitter and he's been hitting the ball hard. You looked up his metrics to fact check me because you're an asshole, but it was right. No, because we and, have a baseball podcast, and I want to. But, I don't want to mislead the fans. I'm not going to mislead the fans, but either way, that hot take. I think his little meltdown is going to be the spark of something new. But one thing I kind of want to propose to you guys: I saw an article on Twitter from Bronx Pinstripes today. What do you think about moving him out of the leadoff hole? Like, no. but they, I think they had Judge there, but. Even no. if it's not judge, what do you think about taking him out of leadoff? Do you have a better solution? Not necessarily. I just want to know your thoughts on it because I saw. So I saw then immediate no. No, I think I saw, that, well, that's the, they had judge there, which I don't hate. I did, I, I think that's awful. I think it, they in the article they were talking about how judge has more at bats with nobody on and two outs than anybody else in baseball. So and he's got crazy on base gets hits. I don't think I could disagree with something more. I think Judge as a leadoff would be terrible. I wasn't arguing one way or the other. I was just asking your opinion. I'm letting you know my opinion. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm disagreeing with that article completely if that's what they were saying. I disagree wholeheartedly with him being a leadoff. He's the actual opposite of what you want in a leadoff guy, and he's having a fantastic year. You do not want that to be the guy. Well, I don't, that's just the worst. That this. was the worst. He has, proposal he has ever a 166. Uh, weighted runs created plus. Now exactly how much pot that guy? Smoke? Not you. He has a 166 WRC plus, but he only has like 23 RBIs, which is their argument for that. Like I said, that's not going to change I much. I don't. I'm not arguing one way or the other. I just want to know your thoughts. So I just wanted you to have the full the full I scope agree. of what I'm talking about. And his sabermetrics are off the charts. He's in the 99th to 100 percentile in literally everything. And chase rate and whiff percentage and K percentage are all down, which is great. He his If you look at his baseball savant page, his shit lights the fuck up. And MVP? It's Dude, if he keeps playing like this and keeps playing, I, I don't think that's ever been a question. But... um. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a terrible take. I would never like to see Aaron Judge in leadoff spot ever. If he if he's in the leadoff hole, something has gone horribly wrong with DJ. So if DJ dies, I still don't think that he would go and he would not be. I think even that day they would still pencil in DJ's name to the leadoff hole. I don't think his name's coming out of that spot. If he's dead, years. if he's dead, years, I think years. as of just like to pay 
homage to DJ and out of respect, they'd still put him in the leadoff spot. I think that's his spot, and I don't think it'll ever change. We'll we'll start the game with an auto out, (laughs) and we'll just do DJ penciled in, out, boom, let's roll to Stanton. I I think another... It's basically how, like, five people in the lineup has been auto out, so (laughs) it doesn't change much. Hey, well, side note on that, thank God Mike Ford is optioned. If I had to watch him strike out on one more pitch in the dirt or looking at one more fucking curveball that just broke right into the middle of the plate, I think I would have lost my fucking mind. So good rins. Goodbye, Mike Ford. Yeah, whatever. I agree. I, I just don't. Want, uh, I don't. I don't. On that note, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I know Mike Ford has been fucking terrible, but who the fuck's going to play first? I don't dude? care. DJ. Put me at first. I don't, I I don't like DJ. Up. At, at first, I don't either, I think, but he's why? the best option. He's good. The saddest thing in life is wasted talent, and I don't. I think that's wasted on first base, to be honest. And I don't think he's even. I don't he's think he's a bad first baseman, team. but he's also out of position. I'm, I'm a big supporter of the not putting players out of position. I mean that camp. That means you've played the show too many times. No, it means I. I, I know that it's not easy. I I've seen, I reference softball a lot, but I went I got I got bumped to third base from shortstop, and <laughs> dude, it's fucking hard. I, I wasn't comfortable. I was. You're I was, not a pro. I was bringing my player. glove you're up on drunk, balls that I wasn't used to. Yeah, you're a drunk asshole playing softball. Not a major. You're not a guy making just saying it's different. What's harder, play? Jan? There really? What's harder? You're right. You, you know, I co- I commend you on moving the third. The degree of difficulty, the catch probability, that playing, you put, playing drunk softball. If you might had be a couple, hitting ninety five mile an hour fastball. I think the stakes are are relatively even. I think if <laughs> if you got as as the beers flow, I think the expected catch percentage, which is a big stat, the, they the like to talk about, definitely goes down. Oh, I was talking defense, but yeah, the barrel percentage. I'm seeing, I'm seeing fucking triple. Even if the ball is ten times the size of a baseball, still tough yeah. to hit. And let me tell you, the softball pitchers, they can figure it out. Like I, I don't oh, know. How, that's I'll, true, dude. It's it's always the old guys. There's they, every dude, team throwing knuckleballs. No, they yeah, got the little stutter. Yeah, step they, they've shit. been around the block. Every team that we've faced has one guy who, and we've been trying to piecemeal. A uh, softball pitcher on our team, like who a, who wants to step up? It's been like revolving door of like, ah, who's gonna bite the bullet today and be the and be the pitcher and just get fucking lit up by whatever team that we we're terrible, we're very bad. I think we're one and seven. Yikes! I had to take the night off. I didn't want it. We then within, you know, we lost twenty five to two. Probably because I wasn't there, but we don't have a, a pitcher. But it seems that every team does have a guy who can just. Drop it on the plate, and if it hits the plate, apparently that's a strike. Yeah, and these they're always forty, like eight, no, forty nine, fifty years old. Range. It's like upper forties to sixty, and they've all got the Tommy Copper knee brace on. Yeah, he <laughs> literally had have, that. If you don't have the knee brace, you're not a good pitcher. And they all throw. They don't throw underhand. They throw the underhand with the wrist flip. With the flick, yeah, he flicks it flick. in. Because exactly. he wants to roll you over. Dude, they got it down yeah. to a fucking science. Yeah, it's the guy that wanted to play like competitive men's league softball, but didn't quite make the cut. So he's playing beer league and takes it way too He's serious. trying to get the call up. Exactly. You know, and he, he gets pissed off when you take three pitches in a row that are right off the plate. It's that guy. No, like the guy, the guy we played last time literally got so angry 
And he made he made the, there was a liner that was hit back at him. I don't want to talk too much about this, but I totally do. There was a liner that was hit right back at him, and it almost took his head off. And he missed it, and he was so mad at himself. And then the very next one, he gets a liner back at him. He snags it, makes the best play in the world. Complete stone cold face, didn't care. Everyone's like, "Yo, what a play!" He's like, "Yep." He had the ball in his glove. He was like, he was throwing it back. He's like, "All right, who's up next? Come on." He, he he cared too much. These guys, average age of the pitcher, it's like 70 years old. All right, so Stanton? No, not Stanton. I want to get into something else. What, what are we talking about? Stanton should Stanton, be playing. You got, um, you got some parlays for us? I do have a parlay for you. So tomorrow, my greasy parlay, obviously these lines are subject to change because, you know, baseball lines change like a motherfucker. Um, the Indians over the Orioles, minus 120. It's already changed. It started at, I think they were almost plus money. It might have been minus 110. But, I mean, it's the fucking Orioles. Minus 120 Indians over Orioles. We got the White Sox, minus 165 over the Tigers. Another just absolute steal of a line for, I mean, again. Yeah, Tigers swept us. I That's not saying much. Boys are hot. And then, then I got the A's, minus 135 over the Rockies, who are the worst team in baseball. So, Parlay those three together. That's my greasy parlay of the day. That comes in at plus 413. Go ahead and cash it out. I've got back-to-back greasy parlays, and we're in great shape for a third one tonight. So, I mean, you're already here. It's free money. By the time you're listening tomorrow, I will have been three for my last three in greasy parlays, and we're literally robbing books blind with these lines if you get them early <laughs> it's enough. It's a money factory. What do, you call, mean, what do you call the casino? The free money place. That's the world's biggest ATM. I, That's what we have right here. I haven't, I haven't been to the world's biggest ATM in a while. The free money place is fun. My, uh, my hammer for tomorrow. I know Luke, Luke wants to coin the word hammer, which I think is ridiculous. But my big play, can I said that my big play for tomorrow. No, you can use hammer. Is that allowed? It plays. My hammer no, for ham- tomorrow. Hammer only works if it's a seventy-unit play on a minus four hundred favorite. <laughs> call yourself a good gambler. No, that's not what I've been doing. Yeah, I took uh, I took Alabama over UL Monroe. What, what's the pick? And I, what's and the I, pick? I hammered that. That was my hammer play. I played it for seventy units. Follow my action won. if you want the hammer plays at one sixty-one Luke on the action. Network. I have download it. I have the over. Clown. I have the over in the Dodgers Braves game. Love that. Okay, it's over can nine. Can I get the starting pitcher matchup for that? It's uh, Julio, Urias, Urias, and Ian Anderson. Really, you're taking nine and a half on that? No, just nine. It's nine flat. All right, I'll I'll blindly follow. I mean, both teams have been scoring runs, and they both have over a three ERA. Um, Anyway, if you want to uh, follow our picks, head over to Action Network and look at our profiles. We got one sixty one Damon, one sixty one Luke. 161 Bing and then 161 Murph who was MIA today. But go ahead and follow our action and uh, win some free money. Can I share? If you actually want to be good at gambling, go listen to the uh, once a week podcast with the action guys. They do yeah, numbers and shit. Wednesday. We just yeah. bet on our gut reaction. They have like actual knowledge and points on what to do. Yeah, they got like charts and shit and write articles. Yo, we're just we we're show. just drunk assholes. We're not good numbers. enough for charts. Can I share no. something with you guys? Please do. Sure. I would be offended if you didn't. Uh-oh. Gripe alert. I know this isn't the reason we lost. Oh. And I know our offense look. sucks. And I know we're the worst base running baseball team on the planet. 
Shout out Gary. Shout out Glaber. NGO. NGO. But come on. Was that umpire today the worst umpire no. I've ever seen? I've been looking for the umpire scorecard from the umpire scorecard's Twitter account. Can't find it. I don't think they put it out yet. What's his name? I'll that look it umpire, up. umpire crew? scorecards. What's the extra that umpire crew name? needs to face life in prison. I don't know. They usually that say was... it on there, too. I'll find I've it. been watching baseball religiously probably every day. I've been watching, uh, I don't know, at least five games a day for probably 12 plus years. That is the worst umpired game I have ever seen. The Kiermaier out of the baseline. I'm, what the fuck are you watching? Are we just going to, from now on, I think Yankees players should just run to the dugout, and if they don't tag him, just hop back on first, because that's the same fucking thing. I mean, what are you doing? I'm not asking much out of you. I don't want robot umpires, because I like the human factor, but for fuck's sake, you are not making it easy on me. All right, we have Chad Whitston. Oh, fuck Chad Whitson. Worst person I've ever heard of. That was horrible. He should be ashamed. Look at the go look at the graphs. I, I think found it. Jo- it. I, what was well, it? Was it Josie McFly? He had the fucking he had the side by side charts. Go look at that. Unobjectively, that is one of the worst called games I've no, ever it's seen. No, it's crazy. It's literally it's crazy. crazy. I mean he was stealing that inside strike because he was the lefty sidewinder was Yarborough coming off the side. And Cole's like it's just different because Cole his his pitches were it was beautifully umped to for Cole. Like he was getting the balls and strikes right, but dude, maybe it was the Yarborough funky delivery that was stealing the outside strike, and then maybe you know Gary's obviously not good at framing, and you know, one of the best defensive catchers uh, was on the other side. As who was who was catching for the Rays? Uh, Zanino. Yeah, but Zanino's also, a Higgy, great defender. Higgy was, Higgy was catching for us. It's no, not he was not. Friend. Was Higgy? he? Yes, it was Cole starting. Oh, you're right. So I don't know. Look, unbelievable. I don't even care. Like, here's my thing. Just I my am so, so, so okay with, you know, an average umpiring game, whatever. I like the human factor. Call it both ways. If you're going to call three balls off the plate, call it both ways. I don't care. I do not care what your strike zone is. I don't care if you throw in the other fucking dugout and call it a strike. Do it for both teams, which he wasn't doing today. And, you know, they were bitching about it on the broadcast about how Cole didn't have his stuff. Cole looked good. To me, his pitches were sharp for the most part. He had a couple that hung and they got hit. But the umpire and crew today cost him three runs. It doesn't matter because they only scored two and you can't win a baseball game with two runs. That isn't the difference in the game, but it played a role. Like, if you're getting paid that much money to do your job, I'm not asking for perfection. Do it below average. That was worse than below. That was the worst umpired game I've ever seen in my entire life. That's, my, that's why it's my gripe. That way, it's a great gripe. gripe what the fuck? What the fuck was that Kiermaier play? I, I I don't know. Gripe alert. I don't know. I mean, he fucking dove out of the baseline. He almost hit the first base coach. Terrible. Gripe alert. I haven't had one of those in a little bit. I could be really wrong about this because I don't really know how to read umpire data. It's a good way to start it off. I think um, you are totally wrong. Now that you said it's umpire data that you're trying to <laughs> react to, I have... Okay, catch probability. <laughs> per, probability yo, of being of reading this accurately. I'm going to put it at I literally am, 2%. I am trying. I think that's high. 
Um, I am trying. I'd, I'll, prefer, I'll, I'd prefer if you didn't. I'm just going to say quickly. I'm be honest. The stats that I've, I've looked up, it seems like this guy's a really accurate umpire, which, 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 which makes me feel like... He threw the game. He threw the game. Agree. No. Fucking asshole. Think about it this way. Think about it this way. So they Let's paid him. Cut. They paid him. Fuck Under the, the raise, books. man. Under the books. Uh, it's You know who it is? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, you hear the way... Oh. <laughs> you know who it is? It's probably their, a grown it's man. Probably oh, douchebag pitching coach, Kyle Snyder, who calls 45 fucking mound visits an inning. It's probably him. He probably paid him out of pocket. Dude, Kyle but, Snyder looks like a velociraptor. Dude, the way he uh, runs out, too, because we see it so frequently. He trots out the slowest ever. Actually, I think somebody told him that to pick up the pace a little bit because yeah, I think K calls him out every time. shit on earth. Yeah. No, All dude. Right, look, let, let's compare people who make similar salaries. Doctor. My, a <laughs> what doctor. are you saying? What My, are you saying? I, let me get there. Let's say a doctor comes out there and performs at his job the way the umpires did today. He's going to jail. All right, Chandler. That was fucking terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. Aren't you like the worst at your job? Didn't you just say you got thrown in the dog pound for being bad at your job? I mean, yeah, but that's... I'm not talking about me. I know I'm bad at my job, but I'm just saying. I'm bad at this job, too. (laughs) I'm kidding, of course. Nah. I hope they put out something about um, Kevin Cash cheating and paying them. What do we call that? There's deflate gate. I'm glad you went with the gate route. Because oh, yeah, I actually exactly found it. I, I actually found it. What? The he, he cheated? No, 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 no. Oh, um, that would be crazy. <laughs> I, I feel like that would be a lot bigger story than him. Well, just we would break the news. Oh, I wish I had a break. He's the in the 36th percentile on accuracy, 33% percentile in consistency. That's not good. And You said he was good. I read the original stats wrong. Oh. I said I might have been wrong, but now I'm right. <laughs> Who was right and on their projection? And he is the 25th percentile in favoring one side over the other. So he picks a side. So he picks so a he, side. So he easily could be bought. Yeah. So I think we just cracked the code. He was before the game. Yeah, he's 93. Kevin Cash slipped him a fucking. He's 93% accurate and 95% consistent, which is not Dude, good. Dude, isn't that bad? He probably slipped good. him like a fucking McDonald's cheeseburger before the game, and he was cool with it. I was I literally mean, about to say. Double cheeseburger no, or I was, what? I was about to say. It's a McDouble. McDouble? You know, there's there's that McDonald's right outside the stadium. He it's just true. rolled in, picked up a couple McDoubles, like, hey, I know that the Yankees are probably going to play us okay today. Here's two double quarter pounders with cheese. <laughs> You know, let's let's call it in our favor. Yeah, like twenty six percentile and being let's call that being swayed factor. Yeah, yep. That's not good. He's not a very very high high. He doesn't he doesn't cost much to sway a game. So next time we got what's his name? Chad, Chad Whitston. Chad Whitston. Next time he's in the game, let's just uh, let's pull together. Honestly, we just said it might cost a couple bucks. Like each of us throw a dollar. I think Chad Whitson's calling in our Dude, day. He had, he had our 14 way. wrong calls in a Dodgers game this year. That's not good. That's, that's not, not good. That's not good at all. That's a 91% accurate, which is not Could good. you imagine he wasn't it's the home hard. plate ump that game, too? Imagine he had 14 wrong calls in the, as, the third, <laughs> as like the third <laughs> base like, ump. Get Chad a fucking Jersey Mike sub Mike's way, and we're winning that game. Aaron's he'll throw way. It. He'll, Aaron's way he'll, is right. Either way, he'll throw it for Aaron's way. Jeez. Also, not, a, not really a gripe. But more of just like a, a statement. So Clint makes obviously the diving catches all the time. Like I said, has to be leading the league in these. This is a stat we should be tracking. 
Yeah. But I think in order to track it, you have to literally watch every single game, every single play, every single player, and write down every time they dive. There's for definitely a ball. some stats somewhere about diving, diving balls. We'll find it. Updates. Hey, to we're come. partnered with Action. Let's get uh, let's get one of our Action guys to do. We'll they make, got, we'll like, make, we'll make a line. Will Clint lead the league in diving catches? But regardless, he did Minus dive five hundred. Yes, he did dive for another ball, and I think it's time that people need to stop. This isn't a gripe. This isn't enough for a gripe, and I won't press the button again. But people always say. You know, he didn't need to dive for that ball. And if even if that's true, even if that's true, which could be. I know he t- he takes bad routes to the ball. Boone even credited him while also smacking him in the back of the head with a comment, basically, by saying, you know, he got a bad read, but he was able to dive and make the play. That may be true, and I think it probably is true that he didn't have to dive for, ha- for he doesn't, all of them. For like half of them, sometimes he gets a bad read, and that's how you make up for it. But you do make up for it, and that's getting way, way too nitpicky on the the type of of th- product we're expecting You're on the field for stuff and be mad at. we're we're not doing well in every facet of the game let's not nitpick clint for not potentially not needing to dive for a ball that he makes the play on anyway maybe if he dove for the ball and started missing him then we could get into talking about hey did you need to dive for that ball but for the time being let's pump get the brakes back get off his fucking cock he's like, making the play and it's, and it's exciting like I'd rather it see is it. cool. If it, if an out's gonna be an out, I'd rather watch a fucking diving play than a pop up. Hop off his cock, man, brother. Why do you watch? The, why do you, why do you watch the game? Because it's fun to he, watch. Is, is he a team player? He's diving for these balls. Yeah. It's, it's juicing the team up. We're gonna. He, he's not making he a bad ball. We went out and won. Yeah, That's he's not. He's not making a bad read. Then just saying, ah, oh, fuck it, and just letting it drop. At least he knows he's making a bad read. He's trying to make up for it, but so people can't be like, hey, you made a bad read. Now they're saying, hey. You made a bad read, but you made up for it. Also, he made a good catch. Get, like, shut up. Like, he made the play. It's w- cool why do you care? He made a good play, and you got to watch something really cool. You're you welcome. You're wel- you are welcome. You are welcome for letting exactly. for letting you watch me make a great play. Some guy, He's doing us a service. Some guy named David Ro- Romino just followed us on Twitter, and oh, I, I, totally, too. I totally thought that was you finally following us back. <laughs> I fo- no, I saw I that. David too, Romino. I was like, did... Did David just follow me on my personal Twitter that I've never used in my entire life? Is that your alter ego, David Romino? No, my alter ego yes. is Damien Romero. That's what it's no, called. It's, da- it's Damien Romero. Yeah, he ju- said that. just said that. You said Damon. Check yeah, the tape. Damien Romero. Check Whatever. the tape. Did you Something... just roll your R? I did. That's a guy that took high school Spanish right there. He's nope, cultured. I just yep. <laughs> grew up in a just Spanish grew up town. Just grew up Spanish people. <laughs> so... I, I guess this is just like my get it off my chest part of the podcast. There's just a few things that I made notes of that I wanted to talk about. We should we should incorporate a segment of just like quick like fire shots of getting shit off our chest. So go for it. I don't know if that counts, but that's what she said. <laughs> no, quick fire shots. Get it off your chest. If it was on my chest, on your chest, I was about to say that. (laughs) Well, the thing is, too, you said I don't know if this counts. Kind of took away from. Yeah, I miss Murph, dude. (laughs) Murph, whenever I press that button, I have a direct correlation in my brain to Murph because he always grades my. We act like I'm I'm saying it like he died. He didn't die. He's just working. But (laughs) same fucking asshole to get a job. He should just like set up a podcast studio in the brewery bar in the brewery bathroom. Yeah. Just, okay. Like, look, take a long no, shit and just like do an episode real quick with us. Not even that. How about he streams it live from the like iCarly? No, we're driving traffic. There we go. Brewery. I see. Nobody lives there. There's like four people that live in that. Yeah. In that exactly. Town. We got Lens four new Falls. listeners. Four new listeners. 
One like of them that, played pro baseball. It's like That's that iCarly uh, that iCarly episode where they did the live episode from detention. <laughs> It'd be a live episode with Murph from the brewery. He totally one. gets drunk at work. He calls it just. I mean, he yeah, call, he said he has to be knowledgeable to when people ask him the, the menu. He just loves getting drunk. Does I, anybody that works at a bar slash brewery work sober? I drink and I know things. I would like That's to know that stat. I would, like I would say ninety six percent do not. I would probably agree with you there. Oh, a couple of injury As updates. A couple of injury up, updates. That grew up Shut up. A, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, no what, what is it? They say, as somebody that grew up in a town with one bar total. With a lot of alcohol. Know, and I know most of the bartenders because there's one bar. All of them get shit-faced at work. So. I will say this about Chandler. One, you're a fun time. And two, he always has a drink in his hand. Which may lead into the first comment. Fun time. I think like, that was me just trying to win him back. Do you watch? Uh, I don't know, I don't it's know like if from that's a uh, trailer, trailer Park Boys. The guy always has a drink in his hand. Like Ricky? My, my <laughs> uncle. No, no, it's Julian. Julian's the one with the drink. My in uncle his always hand. has a drink in his hand. He's a fun time. <laughs> uh, and co- quick little injury updates. We probably should have done this, excuse me, at the, the top of the show. Hour and a half of this. We should have probably done this at the top of the show, but, you know, Kluber has been a huge question mark, and apparently he's looking good, but going to throw on flat ground soon. So that's pretty cool. And Luis Severino, on Sunday, he's going to start his rehab assignment in single A, was it? Yeah. Yep. Tampa Tarpons. Hey, I, oh. know three guys, I know three guys that have a Tampa Tarpons cup. Shout out Tampa Tarpons. Go check out the YouTube. I'm holding a Tampa Tarpons cup. Bronx Pinstripes YouTube. We do the episodes on there if you want to check us out there. Tampa Tarpons. Let's go, let's go to Tampa. Last time we went to Tampa during spring training, it was like 50 degrees out. It was literally colder in florida than it was in new york city we had an electric time there though i'm surprised we didn't go to the free money uh free money store i did did. you did didn't you lose like three thousand dollars uh no i won i won like four or five hundred bucks like an hour yeah it was awesome you guys left me and i was there by myself for like four hours we didn't leave you we had a flight you just decided to stay for an extra two weeks fucking wah same thing you could have stayed. Did we talk about? Yeah, we did. We covered everything. Yeah, pretty much, and then some. Is Stanton gonna? Like no. you mentioned it kind of before. This is what I was gonna kind of hit on again. You mentioned the, um, the off days and whatever before. Do you think? Oh, you mentioned working back on this this recovery program because he just came off the IL. Do you think it's working back off a recovery program, or do you just think this is what he's going to do from here on out? Here's my thing. I was. If you're gonna asking you, if you're only good, well, I just want to toss this in here before you go. It's, it's just one quick, one quick little, one quick little tidbit. Everything's been a quick little tidbit. I mean, it's just literally one. Just sentence. go for it. Go. If you're not healthy enough to play every day, if you're only healthy enough to play every day or every other day, you don't need to be on the team. Give the roster spots to somebody that can play. Uh, I would disagree with that, considering he's been the only bat that can actually prove they can get a hit. So if he is, if he is in the line, come on. No, that's what I'm saying. If if you're hurt and you can't swing at 100, percent I don't want you there every other day at 50. percent I don't think he's hurt. I just think he doesn't have he hasn't had enough time to get back. And he's obviously the most streaky player on the planet. If you're hurt, you're hurt. If you're hurt, you're hurt. Sit on the fucking bench. Let somebody else hit. 
Come back fully healthy and get back to where you were. We don't That's have the bat. We don't think we physically have bats. Like who's who's next up to take that Gittins. roster spot? Gittins. Everybody wants. Everybody that? wants him. Dude, he mashes. Give him a chance. I get it. Is he in AAA or or double? He's in AAA. And he's fucking one dot OPS. Give the guy a shot. He's twenty seven. He's. Not I don't see why not. Forever. I don't see why not. People bitch about him not being on the forty man. I mean. Just give give him a chance. Work it out. Figure it out. Ryan Lamar does not need to be on the 40. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. Gripe alert. Now exactly how much